Welcome to the podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie. And this is One Kiss Meets Forever. This is the podcast during the Christmas season where we explore the made-for-TV romances that talk about pen pals, deception, having self-esteem so you send your friend's picture instead of your own. You know, the usual Christmas hijinks. (laughs) Anyway, we all, we're here to talk about your favorite made-for-TV movies, the kinds that you find on Hallmark, Netflix, Lifetime, and we've got a new one today. I think we've done ABC Family before. Have we? I think so. Okay. Not often, but every once in a while. We've got a f- relatively rare one for you today. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so today we're going with an ABC Family from December 14th, 2005. Guys... I was in college. Yep. <laughs> um, I was I was a bebe in New York City. Yes, a bebe. Um, this one is called Christmas in Boston, which is a terrible title. They were not yeah. clever about their titles at this point in time. <laughs> um, so I just I I felt it important to include the tagline to this movie because uh, I enjoyed it. Um, and it is, they fell in love, then they met. <laughs> I like that. I think that's yeah, clever. I do too. I thought it was clever. Uh, and this is the synopsis from IMDb because I could not find it anywhere like directly from, I mean, ABC Family doesn't really even exist anymore. But, you know. What, what I mean. is it now? Freeform? Yeah. Um, Freefall. Freeform was like, what are you trying to look up? Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Gina and Seth have been pen pals for 13 years and now will have the chance to meet. Both use their best friend's pictures to send to each other and now will let their friends meet. That's <laughs> like, in case you're confused, you should be. Yeah, um, <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> it stars Marla Sokolov, Patrick J. Adams, and Lindy Booth. Yes, baby Lindy Booth. Baby Lady Booth. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into this um, head scratcher of a, I don't know, love <laughs> love quadrangle. <laughs> yeah. Love trapezoid. Okay. Gina, played by Marla Sokolov, and Seth, played by Patrick J. Adams, have been pen pals since sixth grade, but have never met as they live across the country from each other. They've graduated from hand letter writing to online messaging, but that's about it. That um, they are close as can be. They tell each other everything. They've never said it, but they each have a huge crush on the other forever. As these are basically baby love letters signing off each time, I'll see you under the moon. Aww. But years ago, when exchanging pictures, they each used a picture of their best friend instead of themselves and have continued to do that since. They both seem to have kind of like, you know, low self-esteem about what they look like or what they looked like. But it's almost sort of still current, I I would argue. I definitely would agree. (laughs) Gina, now a reporter in Boston, is finally given a real assignment rather than obituaries to cover a toy company conference. Seth works for a big toy company that will be at the conference and they will finally have a chance to meet. But each panics because of the whole picture thing – Plus, they don't think the other will like them enough. Again, self-esteem issues. 
So now they have to come clean to their friends, Ellen, played by Lindy Booth, and Matt, in order to convince them to pose as Gina and Seth, respectively. So Ellen and Matt meet as Gina and Seth, and it is strange. They're both playing a part and don't know all the things the real Gina and real Seth know about each other. Um, They talk across each other and just generally miscommunicate, and they're always looking at notes. (laughs) Um, But at the same time, Ellen and Matt are each a little bit more outgoing and more exciting than their respective friend pairing, so they do manage to have fun together, um, being more of their real selves. Meanwhile, the real Gina and Seth are at the toy conference. Since they don't know each other or what they look like, when they run into each other, they don't know that they've done so. But Gina spies Seth's boss, Mr. Howard, being affectionate with the president of a rival toy company. Ooh, sacre bleu. <laughs> Mr. Howard's relationship is apparently kosher. Uh, But not public, and it's part of Seth's job at the conference to watch out for the reporters. So when Gina overhears a call and asks him about the relationship, Seth begs her to forget about it. The Ellen-Matt date went so well, they decide to have another, much to the distaste of both the real Gina and Seth, who are feeling simultaneously jealous and betrayed. So they each follow their friend on this date where they see them make out at the movies. OMG! Not being able to handle it well, they each independently leave and then bump into each other. Gina recognizes the guy from the conference and wants to do the professional thing by interviewing him. Um, But she's also in a bad emotional place, so she ends up pushing him behind a cart to hide when Ellen and Matt exit this theater together. Gina, staring wistfully, remarks that she would have thought he'd known it wasn't her, meaning she thought Seth would notice that he was talking to somebody who didn't write the letters. And she turns to the real Seth and introduces herself as Gina. So Seth now knows she's the girl he's been writing to. But, of course, because, of course, he does not come clean. He introduces himself as Matt and allows Gina to take him to coffee to discuss her article. Their talk ends up mostly to be about the situation Gina has found herself in, which makes her feel a little bit better. She says she won't kill Ellen now. Uh, And he asks her out officially, which she isn't sure about um, until she's also allowed to ask him article questions. Also, he asks her out as Matt. Yes. So she is... Also having, like, conflicted, like, I like this one guy, but I'm starting to like this other guy. Not knowing they're the same guy. (laughs) So Gina is still mad at Ellen for making out with Matt, who she thinks is her, remember, longtime pen pal that she was secretly in love with, Seth. Um, But she feels trapped about a little bit by her own lies. Ellen offers to decline next time um, when if Seth invites her to a date, but Gina doesn't necessarily want that since Ellen is playing her, right? And and the real Seth calls and asks if she'll help him pick up a Christmas tree, meaning Gina. Um, so the real Seth is using his knowledge of Gina that she doesn't know <laughs> that he has to woo her because I guess she really loves Christmas. Um, 
Anywho, at the tree lot, the real Matt stops by to pick up a Christmassy gift for the girl he believes is Gina, who likes Christmas, but is actually Ellen, who doesn't like Christmas. When Ellen gets back from her date, she does admit to Gina that there was a fair amount of kissing. And Gina is upset. She's feeling like her friend is stealing the guy she likes. But she also has Matt, or really Seth, because this is... (laughs) Complete mindfuck. (laughs) They decide to go Christmas shopping and he manages to get her a picture with Santa. When Gina comes home, she finds Ellen in a full-on makeout session with the guy she believes is Seth. And she is really hurt and storms off. Ellen follows um, when Gina storms off back to her apartment only to find that Matt, a.k.a. the real Seth, is there to return a scarf. Um, Once he goes out of sight, but uh, he just ducks around the corner, actually, so he can overhear everything, Ellen goes off on Gina about wanting both the Seth she's been writing to for years and this new guy that she met, Matt, who is actually the real Seth, and and she's been hanging out with. Ellen admits to catching feelings for the unbeknownst-to-her fake Seth, which makes things extra complicated. Gina finds out that, because of her story, the toy company is planning to lay off all the mats that work there. I think this is a terrible, terrible way to find a rat, but whatever. (laughs) She can't let that happen to her mat, who is actually Seth, who actually works for a different toy company than she believes that Matt does. Yes. (laughs) Why, like... They're firing mats from a company that Seth doesn't even work for. It's crazy. There's a, It's very convoluted. <laughs> <laughs> so she pulls the story. Her piece is fluffy and earns her a demotion. <laughs> yeah. But when Seth reads it, he realizes that she was protecting him by not running her real story and knows that it proves she has feelings for him. Yeah, him as the man he's been portraying and not like, yeah. It's like, well, it's sort of like the man, he, the, she likes the guy regardless of the name. Yeah. Are, she, are we like, she likes me. She, is me. she Juliet? <laughs> <laughs> he like, like Bridget Jones's diary. <laughs> he likes me for me. Well, I was thinking more of a like, a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. <laughs> oh, sure. A Seth by any other name. Still works for a toy company. Um, um, Gina arrives home to her apartment to find the real Seth with a decorated Christmas tree outside her door. He attempts to tell her who he is, but then carolers show up and he can't really talk over them. Um, They go inside to find that Ellen and Matt have gone into Gina's apartment for a rendezvous because Gina keeps a stock pantry and Ellen is into food play. (laughs) So to follow, Ellen leaves her apartment to go get whipped cream and chocolate sauce and then they just decide to stay and screw around in Gina's apartment yikes so Gina has now walked in on them Gina is horrified and really so is Seth as Matt doesn't know he's not betraying him as a friend um but Ellen and Matt learning that they are now just indeed Ellen and Matt and not secretly Seth and Gina whatever are now very happy with this situation and I think stay to continue their chocolate socks sex play. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly seems like it. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, we're not in Hallmark anymore. <laughs> 
Jada runs outside hurt, followed by Seth, wanting to fix things. He finds her smashing Christmas ornaments from that tree he got her and berating herself for being weak and not fessing up to who she was. And finally, Seth confesses his true identity. Gina is furious that Seth lied to her, you know, pot, meat, kettle, and tries to stir him off. But Seth knows Gina so well, he's able to stop her and reason with her that they are each other's lobsters. <laughs> like, <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. You know, he's her lobster. Um, so they kiss, and since Ooh, one kiss, kiss means, means forever, forever, these two cross-country pen pals will be together under the moon. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So bonkers bananas, but also I think kind of deliciously complex. <laughs> deliciously complex. And the script is pretty decent. Yes. Like they it's- definitely, those plot holes that a Hallmark movie, like him working for another toy company, they make sure that they know that those like those things don't conflict. Like, oh, you didn't recognize him, so you must not work for that toy company. And like, Yeah. It's pretty decent. I mean, they, they, they don't. You know, they definitely don't figure out how they're going to be together. No. We never go back to her demotion. Like, no. <laughs> like, I was like, um, is she now quitting and moving to where he is? Because also, like, I don't know how Matt and Ellen are making things work, assuming they are. He could be a he could be an actor in Boston. I don't know yeah. what she does. So I don't know. She make take um, cooking classes. Yeah, but like, there there are a couple like legitimately funny lines in this movie to me. Like, uh, at some point or pretty early on, like Matt is like, "I'm an out of work actor who's only been paid once. I'm basically a volunteer," <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was funny. And then like when at some point like. Gina hasn't told Ellen about Matt, but she's just like, Matt said, blah, 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 blah. And then Lindy Booth's line is like, am I to assume you finally named the little voice in your head? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that's good. That's very good. (laughs) Yes. I thought this was really cute. I actually – I watched this with um, the in-laws because Hallmark has been on – all day and I was like I have a Christmas movie to watch and they're like oh let's watch it together so the fact that I was now watching something that was a bit sexier (laughs) was a little bit like oh okay (laughs) yeah we've we've got some like open tops and yeah bras bras unbuttoned buttons like you know like the camera panning to moaning and like um across their Mm -hmm. bodies and stuff yeah very interesting um, there were there were some things that I thought were a little bit too convoluted, but I think the um, the emotional the emotional angst that all of them feel I think is really interesting. Like the I'm supposed to be you, and this is this person you've liked for way too long, thirteen years and never meeting, like come never on. meeting, and spe- also you've never heard each other. They they also mentioned like we do not talk on the phone. I've never heard their voice situation. That's so crazy to me. Like, right. I mean, maybe it's because, I mean, back in 05, we barely had Facebook. We had MySpace, kind of. 
Like, yeah, I mean, they're talking on AIM. Yeah. But so it seems weird. It seems weird in the 2023 brain that, like, you'd have no way of seeing what this person looks like. It's a weird place to go back to, you know? Yeah, like they they couldn't have looked each other up and like been like, oh, they lied to me about what they looked like. Sure. Um, but okay, so the whole that whole situation. I mean, I don't know about you, but when I think back of like whose picture would I have like given to somebody? A, I don't know. I clearly didn't have that low of self esteem. I would have been honest about it. <laughs> I don't sure. think I could have like I think there there's like a level of guilt that I like couldn't have handled. <laughs> that, sure. Like that kind of lie. But like am I still friends with that person? Do I have pictures of that person? You know, like that's like such a like oh my god, like that the fact that not only did they pick somebody that they are still friends with but still can get pictures of without it being weird. Right, right. <laughs> I feel like even Lindy Booth's character – I think Ellen even mentioned something like that. Like I forget exactly what she says. Yeah, but- she says, like, it, wow, it's lucky we're still friends or something like that. Yeah. But, like, for it to, to be for both of them – I mean, granted, both of them also decided to give pictures of somebody else, which is, like, that, that's a crazy leap. Completely. But <laughs> I think very, very cute. <laughs> I, I, I kind of like this very Shakespearean, like – Oh yeah, like it's it, adorable. It's, it is very cute. It, it's there. There's definitely a Shakespearean comedy aspect along with the shop around the corner aspect mm-hmm. of like a, of this. There are a couple things about this movie that I feel like they didn't really get like make sense to me. Sure. In that, I felt like both Ellen and Matt should have been better at playing their own best friends. <laughs> <laughs> and like they it felt like they didn't know anything about like Grant, yeah, of course like they don't know about like the what was spoken about in the letters like you know at one point, you know, uh Liddy Booth misreads deaf instead of dead. And like, okay, that's fine. Like, it's possible that like she doesn't know what's going on with Seth's dad. Why would she know that? But you know, like, she doesn't know that like her best friend was like really sad when her parents' dog died. <laughs> like, that seems kind of weird. Yeah, you know, for somebody that she like sees all the time and talks to all the time like you just don't have that much to talk about on a day-to-day basis you're going to bring up like i'm sad that my my parents dog harry died yeah the other thing that really struck me first of all apparently gina is afraid of water yeah (laughs) but but (laughs) including frozen it lives in boston and this includes frozen water so ice skating is a bad choice and Ellen has no idea, which if you're I friends don't, in sixth grade. Yeah, I don't. Be, I don't believe you. I don't believe that you are so terrified of water that your best friend, who you would have in theory gone ice skating with, is not aware that you hate ice skating, right? And are afraid of it. 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like the big like I I totally understand what you're talking about because I and I agree that they kind of seemed like strangers acting out who they're supposed to be their best friends. But I kind of think that there's a version of this script where one of them fucks up and comes clean. You know, even if it's for Mm -hmm. the, I'm doing this for my friend because Mm -hmm. my friend is actually awesome and she really likes you and whatever, or he really likes you or whatever. Like I, and they're both the type of people that I think would have been like, I'm done with this ruse. Um, And I think I would have preferred that. I, I feel like I spent the whole time waiting for Ellen to come clean. Yeah. If I felt, I felt like Ellen was doing this in theory for the right reasons. And she was the one who was having, was feeling really guilty about liking this guy. Yeah. Matt? I don't think Matt's a good friend. <laughs> no. No. Like, he doesn't seem to have any guilt about, like, essentially what he thinks of as moving in on the this woman that his friend, like, has basically never been able to be with a like have a relationship because he's so in love with this person yeah but and matt just really only thinks about sex like he's he does a five gold rings version of of fucking around with women (laughs) yeah which was horrifying (laughs) (laughs) um and like um but also like he he doesn't feel bad about the kissing he's like you're welcome which like at least Ellen was like, I'm sorry. I just, it was, I just, I couldn't help myself basically. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, doesn't seem to have any like qualms about continuing or like any, any issues. He's just like, yeah, I'm just like, I found a girl that I like and, but also is still kind of checking out other people. Yeah. Every time a woman walks by. Yeah. yeah. So, it, like, I'm not sure how serious he is about Ellen either. Yeah. I mean, I don't – I mean, who knows? I think he can be taught. I think Ellen's the type of girl that could be like, nope. Yeah. Stay here, puppy. I, I do think that's true. But I, I think Ellen is a better person than Matt and a better friend than Matt. And I feel Agreed. a little bit bad for Seth that his best friend is this asshole. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I I just feel like I mean, I don't know. It's so cool. Like I I was trying to think about how would I feel in this situation because a sixth grade Katie is not too far off from a sixth grade Gina. Like I probably would have pulled something like this if like there was a guy I really liked. Like I had I had a friend in junior high that, you know, was actually looked a lot like Lindy Booth. <laughs> And was always the one that guys liked. And so in and I was so freaking awkward. And so like I I could imagine a world where I would have done the same thing. But then if if I think it would have gotten to the point, though, where if I was seeing what I thought was this guy with this person and I was so distraught, like I could never write to them again. And I feel like they don't talk about what will happen next of this betrayal that neither one of them really knows has occurred, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Right. There's like you kind of follow it of like I get why they're like angry about everything. Sure. And, but they're also angry at themselves for putting themselves in this situation. And they're like, I'm not allowed to be angry at you for something I did, sort of, and put like 
it gets incredibly complicated. Yeah. Yeah, and then I don't think they have time to think about it because she has to write this article and he's supposed to squash this article. Um, I don't know. It, it, the the whole toy company thing, the whole – this occurring at Christmas was such a shoehorn to me. Um, this could have occurred at any time of year. Yeah, <laughs> yes. It, in fact, I believe it wouldn't have occurred at Christmas because this would have occurred at the latest in like September Sure. for like Christmas toy buying season. Um, not but- these movies, Hannah. It always is like two <laughs> weeks before. True. True, 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 true. Uh, but the thing that did strike me as very odd is like she gets tipped off about this relationship because she sees these two presidents of rival toy companies like say like saying hello and doing like a cheek kiss like thing, which – to me, I'm like, these people are in a relatively small industry, probably see each other like fairly often, and probably are not like have any true animosity towards each other as people. Sure. What they have done means like looked like nothing to me. It looked like two people greeting each other. <laughs> true. But the the yes, but I think it was it was close enough that I think it would have been like, huh? Shouldn't they have been avoiding each other a little bit? Like, aren't they supposed to be like, like yeah. I think the arch rivals would have given each other a handshake, no matter the genders. Uh, fine, but even like the, what they do for her to immediately be like, oh, are they having an affair? I was like, these people like they did something that like. Is incredibly plausible in a business setting. Doesn't she not say it's an affair until she overhears his phone conversation? Though I thought, I think um, I, th- I thought all she said was like, "Aren't they supposed to be arch rivals? They look like they're being very friendly." And he's like, "Oh, whatever." And then she overhears I, I just, that phone conversation. I mean, you, you you may be right, um, but like, I don't know. It just like struck me as like that wouldn't have put up put any alarm bells or like sure, like that was wrong, like. I just you saying like, she jumped to conclusions? I do. I do. <laughs> I am saying that. Yes. You know, like you can have the like professionally separate and personally, we don't have that animosity. Sure. Sure. I mean, I think that's what they were going for kind of, but doing this like C storyline. <laughs> Is it all the way up at C? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was X like, storyline. I don't care about these people who are like having this like weird affair that like is going to potentially alter, you know, the stock price when it goes public. I was like, I, I shut up. They I had don't care. to have a reason. They had to have a reason for him to not him to not disclose who he was immediately. And it was this article thing that the fact that she overheard, and I, I also agree it's convoluted and I don't really care, but it did give them certain motivations to behave in a certain way, so it was needed. I, I think the the part of it that really could have gone away from me is the stock price sure. we're going public section. I don't I didn't need that at all. You could be like, this is a this is an affair. It it could affect their business because we are rivals. Sure. Full stop. Yeah, my brain shuts off when anything like stock markets is is so I just didn't really pay attention. Um, the uh, only the only like um thing that kind of disappointed me a little bit for my what the fucks and I'm good, um, is they sign off every single letter 
under the moon, right? But they don't make an attempt the first time they're going to meet, even though it's not each other, to meet under the moon. And she even says, you know, we always knew we were going to meet in person and we knew it was going to be under the moon. And yet they set up a day date for themselves. And I was like, wouldn't that have been like really so yeah, lazy? Yeah, it was. It was. It was lazy, and I I felt like that almost was shoehorned in. Of like, we have this idea. It's a cute idea. How do we put this in the script? Sure. Um, I'm just saying the also, characters would have made more of an yeah, attempt to no, do that. I, I agree because I think any sixth grader who from letter one has written i'll see you under the moon and not like been like oh my god i can't with this um <laughs> I, this is not my person they're going to try it like, yeah <laughs> yeah that's gonna like, be I, the thing <laughs> i just yeah i just don't believe that I, I mean, I just don't believe that these two people were like, I'm going to write my first letter and I know I'm going to meet this person because this is my person. Like, what are you talking about? I I want to know more about how they connected in terms of pen pals. I, I got the impression that this was like, you know, sister school mm. assigned pen pal. Yeah, that does happen. Yeah. Like, I definitely had them. And they kept it going. That's crazy. I know. I, I, if if I went, if I had a pen pal like that for more than like three letters, that was like a pretty decent run. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I don't care about you. My life is interesting over here. Thank you. Absolutely. Like I remember even like um, I had a stepdad and I met his side of the family and I really like connected with one of like the cousins over there, and he, like the aunt was like. Uh, um, they're like, you should write letters. And I go, I'm really bad at responding letters because I am. I'm really lazy. I still haven't sent out my thank you cards for my wedding. And like, <laughs> it's great. Um, I'm wonderful. Um, but she's <laughs> she's she was this like Bronx, New York kind of woman. She goes, yeah. So you write a letter. She writes a letter. You write one more and you never do it again. <laughs> like as if that was completely normal. And I, I was like, oh, thank you for understanding. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You say like – I, I have a friend that I do write letters to mostly because probably about 10 years ago, she was like, I really like mail. Can we try this? So probably every like, you know, like we don't live in the same place and probably about every quarter, maybe I'll be like, that's good. Oh, I'll, I'll write her a letter. And the, the letters are usually like, hey, how's it going? We should have a catch up phone call. <laughs> We both don't really want to do this. We both just like the idea of mail. <laughs> Fair. I, that's and fine. Then, and then she'll be she'll write one back and be like, yeah, like that sounds great. I'm kind of busy for a while, but like maybe in like two weeks. Cool. Like, you know, like it's very, you know, or we'll like Cute. be like, or, you know, you'll see something and be like, I saw a movie and it reminded me of you. So I thought I'd write you a letter. Here you go. <laughs> You, know. you guys are so much better people than I am. <laughs> I like no. the idea of writing letters. I'm just not – I am I just uh, – I'm s- so distracted all the time. I mean, the amount of times I forget to respond to texts. Sure. <laughs> like, oh, I, my God. I'm probably going to cut this, but I want to talk, talk to you about it. 
like so I often will on Instagram will get like you know it's like adult ADHD or something dot mm-hmm. com yeah. or something then I'll see these videos or memes that I very much identify with and so lately I've been thinking I'm like do I have a like late onset ADHD and then I was like I looked it up once and it said here are some of the things to to combat it and all of those things are things that I have read on how to maximize your productivity like all of those ways to combat ADHD and so I'm like okay maybe it's not that I have adult ADHD it's just the world is now set up that we have too much going on like, uh, I think everybody – like, we're, we're at the point where everybody has ADHD. Yeah. Okay, like, thank you. I feel yeah. seen. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, I actually I, – I had this – so, like, I was hanging out with my dad last night because everybody else was gone. So, like, we were just – he was like, you want to watch a movie? And it was like, I don't have time because I have – another movie starting. <laughs> um, but he was like, you know, like I was like, but I'll sit with you while you, you know, watch part of a movie. Like that's fine. And we were sitting there and he is flipping through Netflix and he's like, I can't commit to a whole movie. And I was like, even my 65-year-old father right. is like, I can't commit to – like I can't commit to a movie on Netflix. It's too long. It's too much stress. And I was like, if this person is getting this feeling, I'm totally like in my realm of you're, there's nothing wrong with you. <laughs> awesome. Or or it's wrong. It, there is something wrong with you, but it's wrong with all of us. We all have the same thing wrong with us. <laughs> I think maybe I'll have to keep this in because this is a very important conversation. <laughs> I appreciate you. Thank you for validating our experience and our exp- collective experience. Oh yeah, it is. It's bad sometimes. <laughs> Holy shit! Yes. <sighs> Should we jump into Hallmark Hallmarks? Yes. Let's do it. Okay. Secret pen pals, or the person is a secret. Rather, like they don't know who each other is. Yeah. Uh, deception. Absolutely hardcore throughout. Um. The reporter needs to cover a story. A friend is overly invested in the main character's relationship. Yes. Uh, Pretending that you're somebody else. Using someone else's picture, even though you, in your own right, are gorgeous. Absolutely. (laughs) For Christmas, we have carolers in period garb. That was my next one, too. Uh, They literally bump into each other. True. Um, This is kind of a newer one, but I think you'll like it. Bonkers Bananas Christmas Drinks. Um, He hands her a hazelnut mocha Christmas candy cane surprise or something like that. It was a monstrosity. Stupidly bad hiding places. Yes! Good job! (laughs) We have a you, you moment. Uh, They pick out a tree together. They do. Christmas trees. Um, This is sort of, I guess this is sort of an across the universe, but I'm putting it here. Um, In the finding out about secret pen pals uh, shop around the cornerness of it, he always finds out first and therefore Mm -hmm. holds the power. Yeah. Um, Even though this is not within the like romantic relationship, um, this is with the friend relationships. One is a Christmas freak and one is not. I had that too. That's amazing. Um, speaking of Christmas tree shopping, somebody knows the different types of pine. <laughs> oh, why? 
why is this a thing? Um, and I was it just they he they're going to buy the Christmas tree because he needs one for his hotel room, <laughs> decorating a temporary place. Yes. <laughs> Um, I kind of just like – my, my next ones are sort of towards the end. She doesn't write the story. It's mm. a hallmark hallmark. Mm. I only have two more. Um, uh, we have the thing where someone has been trying to tell the truth and the other person won't shut up long enough to hear it is, is, always, like a, is always a thing. Um, and mm-hmm. then the, we never really see it happen, but they mention hot chocolate even though it ends up being – hot chocolate sauce on their bodies. <laughs> Which I thought was cool. Yes. Yes. Did you have any pretty parades? Not really. Me either. And did you have any across the universes? Um, this is really stupid. Um, but mm-hmm. he mentions a person in, named Mary Berry. Um, and I just felt really nostalgic about um, Bake Off, the OG crew of Bake Off. So – Fair, very fair. Um, I have a, also a stupid one, but I it's it felt important. Great, I love it. Just like in sincerely yours truly, I felt like we had a pair of friends who I believed were roommates for a solid hour of this movie, and only to learn that they do not live together. <laughs> Thank you. When they when it was revealed that like Ellen lived in a different apartment, I was like, wait, what? I thought they lived together. <laughs> it's like it would make sense that they are roommates. They are like 25 years old. They can't afford their own apartments in Boston. What are they talking about? <laughs> I mean, absolutely. Um, do you have a, any new and noteworthies? Um, I did. Yeah, me too. A I'm, lot, actually. Yeah. I mean, some we've talked about because uh, I put there's a dirty parody song as a new and noteworthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that Ellen and Matt get really far for a made for TV movie in yes. terms of the sex. Yeah, her shirt gets, if not fully unbuttoned, it is down to her navel. So, mm-hmm. like, it's like open. Um, and then there's, of course, the food play stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. But my other one that I think is important is that we have men talking about their feelings on their friendship. I loved that part. <laughs> I love you, man. Yeah. It was really sweet. Yeah, I agree with the whole sauciness. Um, I don't think I've ever heard edible undies um, uttered in a Christmas song or um, in a Christmas movie. Um, I don't know that I've heard edible undies in a song, period. (laughs) Sure. Fair. (laughs) I don't know anybody who actually eats the edible undies. He, he like, made it sound like he was going to eat it. Like, granted, off a body, but, like, it's – Basically, it's a fruit roll-up. Right? I've never used it. I've never used them either. But I, my understanding is yes, but possibly even more sugary and like, ugh, gross, gross, uh, just gross, deliciously gross. <laughs> um, we don't often see someone smashing Christmas ornaments, which I thought was kind of uh, cathartic. And the the big new and noteworthy for me is if this movie was a little longer or had a little bit less twists and turns, um, when he 
you know, when the truth is out and he just says, you know, I, who they are and she's upset, she turns around really fast saying, you know what, you're right. Um, If this was a Hallmark movie, she would have walked away saying, I don't care. You lied to me. We would have had a sad person montage. And then he would have had to like do some big thing to prove his love. So. Right. I agree. That was new and noteworthy. Did you have a supporting shout out? I didn't have one. I wrote down, I like Surly Tree Lady. (laughs) The woman who owned the Christmas tree lot. She's like, are you going to buy the tree or are you just going to stand there bending the branches? (laughs) I liked that. True. Kiss meter. Okay. I just would like to say that I wish we were rating Matt and Ellen's kisses because they were very hot and I liked them and I liked watching them kiss. Um, so I would have ranged them an eight to nine throughout. However, for Seth and Gina, the real Seth and Gina, their under the moon kiss is the only one we get. And for a couple that I genuinely liked and was rooting for and thought they had plenty of pent up uh, passion and for each other, I hated it. It was really tepid. It was very closed mouth. It was too soft and like in Ugh, whatever. So I gave it I gave it a 6.5 just because I think both of them are beautiful and cute and I really like Seth. Um, but otherwise, no. Uh, that's hysterical because I also picked six po- gave it a 6.5. <laughs> um, and I I said it's very tentative and light. Um, and I I said it got to where it got to. It got as high as 6.5 because it was a deserved kiss. Mm-hmm. And I – his lines before, like his – like it has to be me. It has to be me because for me it has to be you. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, yeah, you get yeah. a kiss for that. You just you just yeah. do. Like that's, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's there's a fine line between cheesy and not and I think he's a good enough actor to have delivered that line in the way that it should be delivered and um yeah I agree with you yeah like I'm 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 on board for this I agree their kiss the fact that he didn't or that kiss was not great not great the fact that after that line he didn't get like a crush on the mouth is ridiculous I wanted like almost like a dip kiss with like a moon in the background, like silhouette, you know, leg up in the air kind of thing. I yeah, I don't know. If, I would have it very moonstruck. I don't know if a dip would have been appropriate because she was like feeling sad about it, about the lies, but she lied too. But I, but I, but definitely more than what we got, you know? Yeah, yeah, we, we, yeah. For a movie that was clearly fine with getting more, we did, we should have gotten it. So, Hannah, would you watch this movie? You know, I think so. Yeah. I, it, like, it's, it's pretty funny. I liked how sex positive it was for a made-for-TV movie. Like – you know, with the caveat that this is a made-for-TV movie, like a romance Christmas thing, like it's held up for, you know, 20 years. Yeah. How about you? 
I agree completely. I I I, I really liked how emotionally com- complex it was. I really liked the um yeah, I loved the sexiness of it. I think that we need to have more of that. Um, uh, very, very cute. Um, it the, the pacing of it was a little slow, but I think that's just because things have gotten faster paced mm-hmm. in the last 20 years. Well, yeah. I, I, you know, it's sort of like I wonder what would this movie be made today? Yeah. I, I like I, – I mean, I think it would be on Netflix – Sure. Like probably wouldn't be on a, a cable channel. You know, like it it gets a lot messier yeah. in those kinds of places. Most definitely. And like the other thing that sort of put me off about it only, and this is so stupid, but we got like the Britney Spears early uh, – kind of mumble a lot, you know? Um, I, I, there there are a couple times also like they're – what they're wearing i was like oh yeah 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 this is so early 2000s like i see <laughs> we wear too much eyeliner on the bottom lid <laughs> like you know <laughs> yeah like and like her like button up over like a silk cami thing like it was just there there were a few choices where i was like uh-huh yep mm-hmm. <laughs> i remember these days yep. i don't really need them anymore but no but some of there are some things coming back which I don't I don't hate. Um, some yes, some I, no. I, I like also th- those pants were really low, like very low yeah. rise, and like how do we kill that? <laughs> we need to kill it. Don't do it. It's such Stop a bad it. plant. I agree. Uh, but they belong in pants, <laughs> <laughs> all the way inside. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think that this one is worth checking out um, if you are able to watch it. I thought it was really cute. Um, yeah, it was and, cute. Yeah. Okay. So thanks, everybody, for coming on this journey with us. Um, make sure that you are following us on all the socials. One kiss means forever, where the one and the four are numerals. We are trying to live tweet as many of the new Hallmark movies as we can. Um no promises, but you know, if you see us on there, say hi. All right. Yeah. And um, if you would like to email us for whatever reason, you can do so at one kiss means forever at gmail.com. That's all spelled out like it is on our logo. And thank you as always to Flint Pastors for our intro outro music, stuff's on Apple Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And we shall see you next week. More Christmas. Christmas. I don't know why I said it like that. That is insane. Why not? I like it. (laughs) See you later. Bye. Bye. Appointment, appointment, appointment. (laughs) Apartment, apartment.